The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 12.02, it's Domino Angelini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM on a Thursday afternoon. It is National Kite Flying Day. What's your favorite song? But flying is the ex-platform question of the day. Once again, want to thank $3 Cafe for bringing us up some food. Check out the Kennesaw location if you're in that area. If you're going to watch a game, you're talking about 30 draft beers, 30 TVs, pitcher and wing specials. The sound's going to be up for the game. And also, for those watching at home, don't forget, you can order $3 Cafe. Just order a little bit ahead of time, aside from Super Bowl Sunday order. In other words, it's going to be a little bit busy that day via Uber Eats and DoorDash. Greg Sankey issues this passive-aggressive warning. That story comes your way in about five minutes. The college football voice of the South is going on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth or shop online at SubaruofGwinnett.com. So we know the story of Dylan Rayola. Committed to Georgia, went to a bunch of different high schools, including Buford High School, and all of a sudden... He visited Nebraska. His father's Dominic Rayola. He talked to rivals, and he said this guy influenced the decision. We'll say, bring up one guy's name. His name's Kirk Herbstreit. He saw the smoke about Dylan entertaining Nebraska. He was like, called me. He said, dude, is this true? He got to do it. <laughs> now, if you're Kirby Smart, that's what you're doing because you have officially washed your hands of that issue. And that issue is the Rayola family. If you're Kirk Herbstreet, should you say things like that? You can make a case against Kirk Herbstreet in that regard. And then if you're Dominic Rayola, that's, I'm assuming, a private conversation. Why are you making that public? Oh, because he had one more guy he needed to talk about. He just told you. I got one more guy I got to bring up. It's, it's Kirk Herbstreet. I, look, you can have conversations. If, obviously, Herbstreet had his number to call him, there's a relationship there. Kirk Herbstreet doesn't have to just be the guy who's on TV. There's this push now that the ESPN has too much influence. Who's on? What conferences are going to survive? They don't like the ACC. We will then keep Florida State out, even though they have an investment in the ACC. Are they pushing for a Big Ten SEC? Well, I don't know. Where does Nebraska play? Maybe you're going to push a kid to a conference because it's just better for you as well. It just seems like something if I'm the old man, I would have kept that one private. And now, if I'm Kirk Herbstreet, I'm probably staying off of social media for a while. Unless you want to, like you no, do no, with no, the Florida State situation, argue yeah, with everybody. He's had moments, man. So, I don't. I didn't even look today. Is he, I have is not he seen. fielding the angry... You know what, by the I way... I mean, he did when it came to Florida State, now making the playoffs, so I would assume he's going to do it again. I just don't think it's a good idea. I'm going to tell you this. If you're a Georgia fan, don't be angry at Kirk Herbstreet. I don't, but I, I don't think you should be. No, you should be. You tell Kirk to go mind his own business and stay out of what we're doing in a recruiting class. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why, though. Nick and I are on the same page in this. I think this would have been a bigger headache than it's going to be worth with him, the family, and everything else. That's my point. If I'm a Georgia fan, 
What does it we say? If they're, if they're coming in with their hand out instead of shaking your hand Which first. It seems that way with the Rayola family. You, now, you look at his history, he's bounced all over the place. You're right. And I may or may not agree with you on this specific recruit. But is, is Kirk, now the question is, is Kirk doing this more often than we oh, know yeah. about? Hey, so, yeah, mind your own business, Kirk, and stay out of Georgia's. What did you say yesterday, Domino, when somebody gets, I, I don't know, busted for pot, busted mm-hmm. for a hooker? Mm-hmm. This isn't the first time Kirk Herbstreet has done this. It goes back to your conversation with Reese Davis about ESPN being very, very powerful That's and influential. Why if, if I'm a Georgia fan, I don't know if I'm necessarily mad at Kirk Herbstreit. If I'm a college football fan and I think, again, that ESPN at times gets to play puppet master, are they moving the parts? This is, what's that game? Um, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's that. the game. No, what's the game where you have a phrase? We have war pieces and it's, it's the map Risk. of the world. Risk. So he's got a stick and he's moving people over here. You go to the Netherlands and you then you go attack on this river. You don't want ESPN having the idea, and now it's sort of a little bit more front street. But this kid, what was he the? I don't was he the second or third quarterback kind of in this class when people talk about quarterbacks. I thought he was the first. I think he was number one. Okay, I thought at the end of the year it might have dropped a little bit. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not right about that. But at the end of the day, if you're pushing pieces to certain places, now I have to think about your agenda. That comes back to, are they too powerful? And speaking of ESPN, as you said earlier, Chris Nick Saban going to be a part of college game day with Reese Davis and Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and Pat McAfee. His first role with the network is going to be during the 24 NFL draft. He'll also be a part of the SEC media days, July the 15th through the 18th. Now, does that mean we don't interview him? He doesn't come to a table. He sits at a table. Or will he go table to table? I don't know if he's going to make the rounds. Although he, he did make the rounds in the sure past. Remember, sure when yeah. he was coaching at LSU, he came by, he had the uh, the yellow jacket on. Yes, he did. And the purple tie. Yes, he did. And there was a storm outside that cut off all of the power inside the hotel in Hoover. Our engineer, Eric Teep, is scrambling. No, we got to cross this wire with this wire. We're looking at each other, and Saban is just sitting there, never even took off the headset. Nope. Sitting there, staring off into space like a mannequin, yeah, he just waiting for everything to be repaired. Glad he to was, be here. He was going to give us the time of day, but when we were on to give us the time of day. Right. And I, I thought it was a brilliant move on his part. Now, if you would have walked by and said, why is he just sitting there? Nobody else has headsets on. He's just sitting. He's sort of, you know, what it kind of looked like. What's it kind of look like? He's just got his headsets on, and it's kind of like, is he listening to his own music? What's well, like you do his head? all the time. Yeah. You, you keep oh, your just... headsets on, and a lot of times, I don't think you're listening to anything. I'm not. It just avoids people from coming up to you. And Nick Saban did not have to engage in That's conversation right. because he had the headsets on. And what do we know? Because we know all the power was out. There truly was nothing going on nope. in his headsets. Nothing whatsoever. Greg Sankey said yesterday as he was on with Paul Feinbaum, this isn't adversarial. This isn't threatening. We just... You know, we're trying to, in our alliance with the Big Ten, introduce some new perspectives, some new ideas. Some, just a couple of guys getting together. Some talking. new thinking. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. So is this passive aggressive? Right. We've all been in rooms with people, big rooms, filled with a lot of people saying, he said, we don't seem to be making, be making a lot of progress on the key issues present in college athletics. Here's an opportunity to slim down the participants. Yep. Yeah, that, that sounds a little passive-aggressive to me. Well, I'm going to tell you what that is. They think they're the gatekeeper. This is now Studio 54. We're going to let you know who's in and who's out. And if you understand a reference, good. Because I'm going to tell you what I said again the other day. I know what this is leading to. Is there a bigger check than a $50 million? We'll just use a round number. Is there a bigger check than $50 million if we go do this on our own? It's a couple of guys talking. That's all. And instead of actually taking in people who you don't care what they say, 
but you have to pretend you care what they say? Let's keep the people we don't care about out of the room. That's exactly what this is. Pac-12, whatever the hell you are, you're not in our room. Big 12, I got to be honest with you, you're not in the room. Now, the ACC probably sits here and says, but, 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 no, you're not in the room. We'll let you know if we have an interest. Now, the crazy part is, Big 10 SEC had that moment of during COVID. We're going to, we're not going to play. And Greg Sanders is like, yeah, we're going to play. So they were not on the same page all the time. They seem to be on the same page, and the page is, how do we get more money? Once Kevin Warren left and Petiti came in as the new commissioner of the Big Ten. He's a business guy coming the, out of the right, TV kind of world. The entire relationship between the SEC and the Big Ten changed. All of a sudden, they were in it together. And we'll tell you when we want to. Now, wasn't the Big Ten part of that Alliance? Yeah, what was it? What was it again? It was. I think it was the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. Yeah, had that. We go. can't expand the playoffs. How you feel about that now, ACC? By the way, FSU filed to dismiss the ACC's lawsuit against them, saying it's fundamentally flawed. This thing is far, I'll sue far, you. far, far from over. You'll sue me. I'll sue you. You'll sue me. I'll sue you. That's what it says in the paperwork. That's the grounds right there. No, every time somebody actually comes up with one piece of paper, it's like that thing you do with your hands. You just keep putting in your piece of paper on top of their piece of paper. It's called a countersuit or a dismissal. I would like to tell the world that what you're saying isn't real. After the ACC said in their lawsuit, you're going to be now sitting at the kids' table. You have no say in anything. Can I let you hear a cut? Do we have the uh, Deion Sanders cut? Are we doing college right now? <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, it's on campus. Deion Sanders is coaching in Colorado. I don't know if you heard. Uh, What's I've, up, boys? You believe that? I've been told that a time or two, yeah. So he did, he pulled an okey-doke before signing day. He actually went on social media, on his social media, and said, big announcement coming at 10 o'clock. Big announcement, 10 a.m. Blah, blah, blah. And people thought it's going to be, oh, wait, is Warren Sapp coming? Is Ed Reed coming? Uh, do we have big recruits coming? Hmm, let's no, just, no, 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 no. Yeah, let's just say it was this. So you're ready to sign up as, a, as an owner here at Red yeah, yeah, One? Yeah, yeah, sign up and sign on. Sign up and sign on. I'm all in. I don't have way to do nothing, man. I'm all in. His big announcement was there's a, a supplement company called Redcon One. The big announcement was him getting an endorsement deal. And there were Do you even, believe that? There were even Colorado I fans. I believe you're going to have Red One creatine in your training. No, Red Con. Red Con One. Red you Con don't believe? One. I guess I don't believe since I mispronounced it. There are Colorado fans who were like, is that what he just... Yeah, because he can't help himself. We've been telling you this. You can tell me he's in it for Colorado. You can tell me he's in it. He's also in it for Dion. Big announcement coming on signing day. And that's what it was. His endorsement deal with Redcon 1. Be careful with that creatine. It blows you up. Because it blows you up, then you get dehydrated really, really fast. Huh? Yeah. A lot of water in the muscles. You get stronger, but also you get dehydrated. And you know what that means, Chris? You start pulling muscles. Yeah. Cramping. I was dehydrated. You know, I told you I went for a bag the other day. Did I tell you that? I got an IV on Sunday. First time I think, first time I'd done that. What do you think of those things? Um, I went there when I was hungover once, and it really worked. Okay. Probably the last time I was hungover. Oh, really? I went to one of those, uh, I'm not going to mention the name. Yeah. But it was one of those local breweries. They make their own beer. They give you IVs at a local brewery? No, no, no. Oh, I you went to a different place. After I went there and yeah. drank those craft beers. Yeah. That's the last time I really, I said, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I'm 50-something years old. I'm sitting here with an IV in me on a Saturday afternoon. I, I also got to really reevaluate where I am in life. I know your body, too. 
Like, I don't think craft beers that you needed an IV to get. I don't I think, think it was good. Let me, I'm going to ask you another question. I the guy was messing with me because I said, what's the lightest beer? I'm a lightweight, and yeah. I think he gave me the polar okay. opposite. But I'm going to ask like you he this. drugged me. Was there a chance that you thought you might have crapped yourself? <laughs> like, the next day where you go, oh, it feels so good. Before you went for IV, were you nervous that that's what was going to happen? Uh, I know you pretty well. No, I wasn't nervous about that. Oh, okay. I, I was nervous that I wasn't going to be able to drive there. That's how bad I felt. Okay. The IV did help. Did it help yeah. you? Yeah, I think so. I, I just took the straight, I'm dehydrated. Yeah. They give you a bunch of different options. Yeah, no, I, that's an upsell. I didn't need to be upsold. I just need the fluid. Please like, stick the fluid. It's like going to a car dealership, <laughs> getting the oil changed. When we come back, could this major award winner be coming back to the Falcons? Into the red zone we go next. It's Domino Angelini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Oh, let's go fly a kite up to the highest. Twelve eighteen. Domino Cellini, the fan. Six eighty and ninety three seven FM. It is National Kite Flying Day. It's our ex-platform question of the day. Your favorite song about flying. You know what this is? Do tell. This is the end of Mary Poppins. This is when the father is saved, Mr. Banks. It's not a movie about Mary Poppins or even the kids. It's about the father. Uh, you don't know this stuff. Sorry, I don't. Borderline ashamed of myself. It's Dick Van Dyke. He's still alive. Still alive, 98 years old. Goes to the gym three times a week. And he says, I eat ice cream every night. Yeah, he should. I dance. I tell you, I dance. No, he says he's not a dancer. Had I fake it his whole life. Kidding. Tries to dance. Whatever you do, do what Dick Van Dyke does if you want to stay alive. And be careful how you say that name. 680 The Fan and Bears Best Atlanta kicking off the golf season. Our annual Chili Dip Open happening February the 23rd. And uh, we want to thank some of our sponsors. 680TheFan.com if you want to be a part of it. Zero FG Energy Drink, The Color Spot, and Fire Safety and Protection. A friend of the show is anti-Super Bowl party. That story in about five minutes. How my two buddies doing, Nick and Chris? Things good? Punching it in from the goal line. This is the drive into the red zone. All right, let's start, though, first and foremost, with Calais Campbell winning the Alan Page Community Service Award put forth by the NFL PA. Of course, he uh, celebrated his sack milestone here in town, 100 career sacks, by donating to teachers in undersourced schools in six cities, including here in the city of Atlanta. $100,000 the NFLPA is set to donate to his foundation. 
And he also made donations to Phoenix, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Denver, and Miami. Aside from that, he was a very good player on and off the field. He was a leader in the locker room. And Terry Fontenot says he wants Calais Campbell to come back. He says there's no deadline on when I'm deciding to return. But he definitely did say that Terry Fontenot wants him to be in a Falcons uniform. Next year says he does not know Raheem Morris, but has heard a lot of good things right. about Raheem Morris. So I don't know if this is like recruiting, but if Raheem Morris is the high-energy guy guys want to play for him, Clayus Campbell says, I don't know him. Well, get to know Clayus Campbell because it would be really good if he's around. This is a Terry Fontenot, but probably more importantly, Raheem Morris. I want you Clayus to know. Campbell proved, by the way, there are a number of teams that could want him. No question. I don't know if people thought that that was going to be the case. At his age, playing a full season, he's earned the right to go wherever the hell he wants. But now it becomes the first, to me, combo of Fontenot and Raheem Morris. This is the deal that he's he's probably got to get done as much as any. You know, for those that don't know, he could have rested on his laurels and pursued the record. You know, he moved inside. When Grady Jarrett got hurt, he volunteered to move inside. And he played inside at times at his age. So that tells you all you need to know about Calais Campbell as far as him being a team player. But we keep hearing. He's the anti-Ray Edwards is what he is. Right. Who is, again, a, a really good underwear model, but just not a guy who wanted to go hit quarterbacks. That's a true story. He had a boom box, too. There were times where he thought well, it was I, 1984. I think at that point he knew he was going to get cut. Yeah, and he just kept playing loud music. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that was the week he got cut. He yes, brought a boom box into the locker room on a Wednesday when the media was in there and was blasting music. I think at that point he knew he was on the way out. And why does a guy do that? he went out with a bang. Why does a guy do that? Well, because he's not a good guy. No, but what else is he doing? He's screwing the media because all your cuts are going to have booming music yeah. in the back, and nobody on the team came over and told him to shut it the hell off. That's exactly what happened, and then he was cut. Clay's Campbell has earned the right to play. He's earned the right to make a fairly good living for at least another year. This becomes the first recruitment, I think, of Raheem Morris's time with the Atlanta Falcons as a head coach. And I think if he wants to play, he's coming back. I think Raheem Morris, well, the combination have to prove, of Raheem no, no, Morris no, and Terry Fontenot, I think will bring him back, and they'll convince him that they're going to turn things around. Okay, because that's what I was going to say. When you have a limited amount of time, do I bet on the fact that you're going to turn it around this year, or does he go shopping? He, he earned the right to shop himself around this year. Everybody has. That's a free agent in the NFL. And again, that's why the pitch is, we're going to win this year. You can be a part of this. We need for you to be a part of this. Let's see if he buys in. Uh, Matt Ryan talked about Brock Purdy. He said his level of calmness and the no-blink attitude is bigger than anything else he has to offer. Matt Rule, we talked about Nebraska earlier. He said that when he was at Carolina, you know, he saw... Brock Purdy twice when Brock Purdy was playing for Iowa State. Brock Purdy beat his Baylor team as a freshman. And then his last year there, when Matt Rule was still at Baylor, he threw for 342 yards and a loss. And he said, I wanted to draft Brock Purdy at Carolina. Everybody's got a story. But I was overruled. Every- I'm just telling you, that's what Matt Rule said. There are people who are now telling me, this kid should have been no worse than a second-round pick. I think we're revising his. Kyle Shanahan said he had a fourth-round grade. On Brock well, he got him later than that, and it's all working out. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about what it feels like to come up short in the big game. I mean, I think anyone who loses a Super Bowl probably ranks that up there. I know. Remember, I always seen my dad as a coordinator and stuff after those three Super Bowls when he was in Denver and I was younger and how hard it was on him. So I think anytime you get that close and you lose it, the last one, that's definitely the hardest. I've been able to coach in two Super Bowls, and you lose either one of them. Both of them are heartbreaking. So in terms of pain, I've, I've broken my arm, my collarbone, a lot of things. So... Those are more painful, but those things last a while, but it's all about getting back there again, and that's what I'm excited for today. You know, it was really rough on my dad when he was there as a coordinator in Denver, so rough that he stabbed Dan Reeves in the back to get the job. I don't think we call, I think we call it he shivved him. I think this was sort of, it felt a little bit dirtier than stabbing a guy in the back. 
It sort of felt like a shiv moment. In retrospect, mm-hmm. was that not one of the more bizarre weeks yes. down there in Miami? All over the place. For a number of different reasons. No doubt about you it. You had the feud between Mike Shanahan mm-hmm. and Dan Reeves, mm-hmm. and then you had the feud between Ray Buchanan and Shannon Sharp. And then you had a very bizarre situation where the poor progressive people who sponsored the Rookie of the Year brought the trophy to us. Yeah, yeah. Now, why That's they would true. bring the trophy around Radio oh, Row. Oh, look at this. Look at this. It's I, so nice. So we could talk about a trophy. I, I don't know. Not exactly a visual medium. But our engineer at the time, the trophy was set down. This is the actual trophy that was given to Randy Moss. True. It was set down on one of the cords of yes. our engineer who freaked out. And picked up the trophy to with such force yeah. that the trophy broke. It broke. And that was the first time I saw Chris Domino break. He couldn't stop laughing. That was one of the funniest things apparently you've ever seen. Yes. Because you laughed for about five straight minutes. Well, because it had to be the right guy. See John, our engineer, to have it. Like, he could care less about that trophy. It was about the cord that the trophy was on. Which, by the way, the trophy wasn't going to do anything no. to anything. It was, it was an extension cord. cord. Right. That cord snaps. We don't have a broadcast. I got enough cords that will go through the door. John Kramer would fly his equipment. We'd have to buy his equipment a seat. Yes. You understand that? Because someone stole his equipment or it was broken. He was never going to put it on one of them uh, turnstiles at the airport. No, it was not going to be checked ever again. Ever again. We were going to San Diego for the Super Bowl. Yep. And they were... They were saying his equipment didn't have a ticket. He was not going to get on the plane. I'm not getting on the plane. And you're standing out there watching. I go, I'm getting on the plane. Ain't my problem. Yeah. I was broadcast. I'm just going to enjoy San Diego for a few days. I was trying to figure out how we could work this out. You already had a bag of peanuts in your hand. (laughs) I'm done here. Here's the other thing uh, about that trophy. Then when they came back to get it, remember there was talk of did they have black tape? They were literally looking for like electrical tape to try to put the trophy back together because they were going to give it to Randy Moss that day. And I think they had a couple of interns, and the one poor intern, I think no she, was, she was about ready to start crying. I agree with that. Th- that is not what she anticipated happening. She realized she was not going to get the full-time gig with the NFL because that trophy was broken. Uh, George Kittle, is he going to be a full-time player on Sunday? He's had a toe injury, and he's still limited, as of yesterday, was still limited in practice, and obviously he's a very important part of what the 49ers like to do. We talk about Super Bowl parties. Parties, and we kind of joke about Super Bowl parties, but our friend Chris Mad Dog Russo is flat out angry when it comes to Super Bowl parties. Give it a listen. I like to watch the games alone. I don't want to watch the game in a party atmosphere. I want to enjoy it. It's the last football game for seven months, so you want to go out there and soak it all in. Soak it all. You want to hear the broadcasters. You, you know, you want to get revved up for kickoff. I don't watch a ton of the pregame show, if anything at all. I'm not one of those guys who wants to sit around and drink seven beers. <laughs> the game is too serious to me. I agree. Let me watch the game in peace. My wife is in and out. She's in for the commercials, and she's in for the halftime. I could care less about the commercials. I'm not revved up in the commercials. I care about the 60 minutes of the game. And then I want to hear the coaches with the post game. And then, you know, at 10 o'clock, 10.30 rolls around, then you're going to be bummed out because you don't have any football for a long period of time. And you want a good game because then a the good game carries it on the radio for two sure. or three days. All fair points. Yeah. I, I'm kind of like him in some regards. I don't mind if you come to my house. I don't, I'm trying to think of the last time I traveled to go to a Super Bowl thing. I don't think I want to travel to go to a Super Bowl. We love you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, what time do you need us to come over? What do you want us to bring? So here's the thing. I don't mind if you come over. But when oh. I go downstairs to my basement. I'll bring the veggie me. tray. Yeah, nobody follow me. It's over at that point. You can do whatever it is you're doing up there. I'm just going downstairs. Don't come down there. Are you down here? Yeah, I am. Uh, you don't need to be. I'm perfectly okay with the last part of that, watching that game by myself. Hey, Domino, I got a question for you. 
you're a radio guy, right? You do that sports talk radio stuff. This is Domino at a Super Bowl party theater. I want to steal your gimmick, right? Yeah, no, go ahead. How, so it, how do you think it goes? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they just send all 10 guys out for passes? Can't cover all 10 guys, right? I mean, I, I don't know why we've never seen that before. If I'm at a house where I heard something like that, I'm not going, I'm just leaving. I went to, it was years ago, I went to like Quarterback a... Quarterback just throws the ball up. They can't cover all those guys, right? Maybe you should talk about that on the air. Take some calls. It's starting to feel like a rain delay show. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's illegal, sir, and I'm going to walk away from you now. I went to one Super Bowl party. Like, to me, the AFC, NFC, if you want to go and you want to go to a bar and that stuff. But I went to a Super Bowl party. They closed a bar. They rented out a bar. And when I tell you it was the most miserable experience, I, I don't know what giving birth feels like, and I'm not. I do know that I had bad leg for a while. I would take my bad leg back compared to having to do that three hours all over again. I want you to think about that. That says a lot. Yeah, that was the worst. Because you actually missed work. That's how much pain you were in. Yeah. And you never miss work. But I was. That's when when I I knew it was serious. When I think back to that three, three and a half hours where I was out, trapped, (laughs) couldn't leave, I I almost wanted to gnaw whatever it is I needed to gnaw to get out. I was looking for a window in a bar to get out. So, Domino, tell me this now. Now, let me see if I got this straight. The Denver Broncos, right? They used to be the Cleveland Browns, and they moved. No, that's, that's not what happened. No. No, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'm pretty sure this conversation's over. So I'm pretty sure of. Now, if they kick it through the goal on the kickoff, does that count? Hey, man. It should count. Here, here's the other one I got. This is another one. What numbers you got in the squares game? I'll tell you once. Don't go back to me later. Don't start telling me how if only they would have scored a touchdown and that team would have kicked a field goal, I would have won the halftime. None of this works that way. None of this works that way. I got, I'll tell you what numbers I got. I yeah, got four. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, no, no, no. I don't care. I hardly care about my numbers. I've been in a room where somebody has said, man, if only they would have scored that touchdown, which, by the way, they punted from the 40, and if only they would have kicked a field goal. Nope, they didn't get past the 24. Those are the only things you needed, huh? Who won the Super Bowl last year? It's the Browns, right? Domino, tell them. The Browns I do, have never been in a Super Bowl. I do, no, I'm pretty sure they won it last year. Domino's no, just kidding. I do have... Why are you back here again? I, I, I told you to take a hike. I have some squares information from the previous 57 Super Bowls. If you are going to play a squares game, I'm just going to do this once. I'm going to tell you what numbers, based upon 57 Super Bowls, you want. I'll do that later on. Thank you. All right. Can I give you something? Sure. Um, are we going to play that play? In case you're wondering how a Super Bowl can end, let's do the uh, the Rams play. You got it. This is how a Super Bowl can end, where everybody goes, oh, my God, did you see that? McNair drops, throws right side for Dyson. He dives for the end zone. He came up one yard short. Do you think we get last possession Super Bowl? I hope on so. On Sunday. But do you think we do? Um, no. You don't? We think we got a two-score game? Uh, or the no, wrong team's got the football on game. Wrong yeah. team's got a... Leader's got the football yeah, on the ground again. Yeah, and that's that. Okay. That's that was, what I think happened. That was Mike Jones oh, taking down Kevin Dyson here in Atlanta. That, that play was like... I just watched this the other day. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you ever see how a falcon takes out its prey? It kind of comes down and just knocks out. Like if there's like a duck or a chicken on the ground, just flies in. Like a bullet knocks him out. And that's you're not what, getting up. No, that's what Robert Jones looked like on that play. Came out of nowhere and made that play. Kevin Dyson said all he saw, all he saw was Enzo. That's all he saw. Didn't see anything else other than Enzo. And he even said, if I even thought if I got tackled, I'm in the end zone. And there was still smoke. 
inside of the Georgia Dome from the halftime show. That's right. It lingered throughout the second half. I don't, do people rank terrible halftime shows? They want to tell me about the great ones. I don't we, even remember. We what, a, I remember the ice storm that week. I don't remember. We had the trucks. Wasn't it all the pickup trucks? And That was the Olympics. We did the country. No, no, no. We did the country. We did it again, huh? Yeah, we, we had opening day trucks for the Olympics. Yeah, that I remember. Okay. Check, please. Rams, Titans. I think it was our country Super Bowl. I like trucks. And I think they brought trucks out, and it was sort of like I'm sitting there going, ah, uh, rest of the country's not going to understand this. I live here, and I don't understand this. I apologize if anybody who was in charge of that is still listening. It did not hit it's a home a long home time run. ago, but they may very well be still. It did not hit a home around. run. All right, what number do you think comes up most often in the squares game? I'll do it now. What number? So end, end of first well, I quarter. I said four when I was that guy. So end, uh, of, end of first quarter, end of second quarter, end of third, end of game. What number do you think singularly? 28. Shows up more than any I'll other. still say four. Zero. It appears 26.5% of the time. All right, so, Domino, I got zero. I heard you talking about it. Yeah, and then seven is second. I got zero and I got two. Is that good? In other words, everything you would think when you hear... Get away from me. I've got two and two. Mm, You might as well go home now. You've donated. When you hear zero and seven, you'd absolutely be ready to go. That sounds pretty good because it is pretty good. Fives are lousy. Twos are lousy. Those are the numbers you don't want. To answer your your halftime... Entertainment question for Super Bowl here in Atlanta. It was the Rock and Country Sunday, yeah. and, and included Clint Black, Travis Tritt, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and Winona Judd. Yeah. I want you to think about. Oh, and uh, Naomi Judd. Yeah, the, and better known as the Judds. Well, it just said Winona, and then they included a special appearance oh, from special Naomi appearance. as well. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. wasn't. They were done being the Judds. They sang "Love, she, Love she, Can Build a Bridge." Okay. What a great! I want song. you to think about this. Love can build a bridge at a halftime show. I want you to think about how awful this is. Okay. All you're doing now is angering him, Derek. That's all you're doing right now. It was now. really, it was bad. And you're making my job a little more difficult. Then didn't we have a chance to sort of get it right and, and do the hip-hop-y kind of look at Atlanta, this is what we do, and we still didn't get it right. Listen, all of these Super Bowl shows, as far as halftime is concerned, they all run together. When the last one everybody was talking, we could have outcast any number exactly. of, of MCs and rappers, and it was like Maroon 5. I think. Right. It was Maroon 5. No, it wasn't like Sugar, Maroon 5. Sugar, yes, please. Well, I think Up With People really set the bar back in the day. Now, here they are, Up <laughs> With People. I also think this was a cult. I think this was like if you stared at your TV too long. They were probably looking for your money. and Tony Romo and Jim Nance are calling the game. Tony Romo earlier this week said, I don't know, when I grew up, nobody was talking about point spreads and lines. It's all changed nowadays. Where did you grow up? Because we're about the same age. And when I grew up, that's what people were talking about. Now, granted, my father was a bookie. But still, people were talking about point spreads on the NFL today. Where Brent Musburger host. Well, that was 1975. Yeah. So maybe Tony. Jimmy the Greek was on that show talking about point spreads. Well, not really talking about well, point spreads. He, he wasn't advantages. Say, he used he, to say advantages. He, he didn't say anything about <laughs> point spreads. But we all knew what he was talking about. So, Brent, again, I, I don't know where he grew up. Well, Jim Nance is like, I don't want it to be the story. He, he gave me a soliloquy because somebody asked him about it. So, of course, he Jim Nance his answer. It doesn't matter. Um, Brent Musburger was just asked this week because he moved out to Vegas. He makes his career now in gambling. He said, I got to be honest, he is pretty shocked at the 180 turn that the NFL has taken when it comes to gambling. Not only is the game in Vegas, but they have to limit the number of gambling type commercials during the Super Bowl because they don't want to make it look like they're overboard. It's the greatest thing that happened in the NFL. 
fantasy football was good. Gambling fantasy football. Gambling, gambling. Every other sport wishes they pulled in the action that the NFL pulls in. And uh, Roger Goodell said, you know, we we didn't really want to do it. The Supreme Court, that decision, they made us do it. I Thank God you brought this up. <laughs> because I made a note to myself on my phone and I put it on my paper. Yeah. He with a straight face. Yeah, he did. To kill a couple of minutes during his you don't get in, you don't get in press conference, said that, you know, it's, it's not anything we really wanted to do. As a matter of fact, we had it forced upon us yeah, we by wanna, the Supreme Court. You know, we didn't want to make billions of dollars. I mean, it's a court decision, you see. The game's in Vegas, so I think he's also trying to play the, you know, you guys just thought this was inevitable. You know, it was the courts. Mm-hmm. For years, what did they say? There, there will never be a professional franchise in Vegas. Yes. For years, for decades. They said that. That's got nothing to do with the Supreme Court. It's got everything to do with the almighty dollar. So Brock Bowers had a strange thing that he said to uh, Chris Sims during an interview um, on Radio Row. He said that at first he, he didn't really care where he went. But then he said it would be cool to play for the Tennessee Titans because it's close to the state of Georgia. But it's really odd. Yeah. There's a, there's a team in the state of Georgia. Yeah. I don't have to be close to Georgia. It's really weird that he would choose Tennessee. Well, maybe he saw the production Kyle Pitts gave gave the Falcons and didn't want to compete with that. Why Tennessee? Honestly, I I do think he feels pretty Tennessee tight to me. I think he kind of feels like, you know, jeans and, you know, maybe put a hat on. You know, he's losing his hair. I don't know if he knows that. How many guys do you think whisper about that when they leave? That kid's... That's Brock Bowers. Well, like, if you're like us, I think, like, if you are in the process of losing your hair or you, you have lost your hair, that's one of the first things you look at. Oh, that guy's losing his hair. That guy's got a great head of hair. But do you, I'm saying he's at Radio Row, and there are people meeting him for the first time. Yeah. He looks like a specimen. But how many people are then going to their producer or their co-host when he leaves? Jeez, he's losing his hair. He's 22. I'll say this. We're bald. I didn't start losing my hair at that age. I still had a full head of hair at that age. Yeah, I was pretty good till about 33, 34. Yeah, me too. So one of the – he says he want, he says Tennessee, right? He says, yeah. well, I just like – I like living in the southeast. Okay. Wouldn't you think having just played in, a, in Athens for f- three years that maybe uh, the Falcons would have come to mind? Uh, or do you think Kyle he's Pitts, thinking – Kyle Pitts, man. Kyle Pitts. Thinking, I don't want to go anywhere near that organization. Oh, I don't I, – let's not do that. It, it, it's just, I don't uh, want him anywhere near that organization. Oh, wait, hold on. This just in. Buck Blue told him, do not mention the Falcons. They're not going to pick you anyway. Yeah, don't waste your time. Don't um, dream we, that dream, son. We talked about the happen. sphere in Vegas. I guess a guy climbed the he sphere did. to help raise money it for a, a homeless pregnant woman, he yeah, said, it, as it a, protest. a protest. What an accomplishment. I, I, don't, I don't really get the connection, but well, okay. He, yeah, I, he, he wants it to be known, and he was trying to raise money, and he was going to... He has an Instagram account that's got, like, a lot of people on it. So he was hoping to raise money through his Instagram account. The, the story is, though, I saw the Instagram. Did you see him starting? I didn't realize the Sphere has sort of this grading system. It almost looks like a fence. So it's not slick. There's a way to climb up it. But the problem was, once it got up there, it did look like he wasn't sure how he was going to get down. He was arrested, and rightfully so. They said he destroyed property. Um, I don't know if that means he broke something... You know, whatever, whatever he did. You got a climbing spike on of some sort that put holes in the sphere? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I will tell you this, though. The Instagram thing that I saw him just starting, I was like, don't do this. Then he made it to the top, and it didn't look like he could get down. Coming up in BTG, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you even more. I'm going to tell you a more fascinating story about a man who says he's from the future. Now, not the far, far future, from 2027. 
And man, has he got a message for us human beings? That is a hell of a tease, Chris. I can't might wait. Be, might be the best tease you ever Can had. I, You want to play pop quiz? I'm um, sure. NFL pop quiz? Absolutely. All right. Do you know whose story? It's not as good because he's not a quarterback, but Isaiah Pacheco's story is almost as good as Brock Purdy. He's the Chiefs, yeah. Ask me why. Why? He was drafted only 11 places in front of Brock Purdy. People know, don't even know this. 11 spots from being Mr. Irrelevant. Starting running back. Who was the last starting running back to start two Super Bowls in a row to start his career? This guy was a running back. His first two seasons in the NFL, he was a... Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. 76-77. I like pop quizzes. Thank you. Isaiah Pacheco is the only other rookie to start a Super Bowl two years in a row for his team. And and he's a seventh-round pick. This is the, if I'm paying Patrick Mahomes, what do I have to do? I'll pay that guy too much because that'll help. And that's sort of what's what's gone on. There. Again, this is why you don't pay running backs. Sorry. You don't pay him. Yeah. Do you pay McCaffrey? No. You pray that he stays healthy. Yeah. You, you, I think you do. I already paid him once. I'm not no, no, paying no, him no, again. No, no, no. He's gotten paid. Whoa, yeah. whoa. I'm not, I'm I'm not saying give him more. No. You're going to ride this horse into the ground and that's that. Thank well, you. My guess is. Especially Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll figure out how to live without yeah. you. Yeah. I'll find something else. But the point is, uh, here is the point. Brock Purdy's percentage of salary, you got to go back to Tom Brady's first year when he won his first Super Bowl. Percentage of salary with the quarterback took up as little as it did. My guess is McCaffrey is the biggest percentage of money ever for a running back who has a chance yeah, to win a Super Bowl. I, I think you're probably right about that with everything, uh, inflation and all, uh, causing the salaries to go up. ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller said that J.J. McCarthy, if he was in the right system yes. and they didn't have to run the ball so at Michigan, he could have been Joe Burrow if Michigan had to pass more. What? Didn't Joe Burrow have the greatest, greatest college season ever for a quarterback? I would say so, yeah. So he went right to the guy who had the greatest college quarterbacking season to tell you, I know what it looks like he only did this. This is the uh, Tony. I'm a number one receiver if you throw me the ball. Darius Tony. Yeah. Well, they threw him the ball a few times, and let's just say the results weren't good for anybody. It did seem excessive. On the Chiefs side. It did seem excessive to go to Joe Burrow. Seemed excessive. If you're going to do it, I guess you you start at the top. The fan, the locker room at Sandals Resorts. The locker room was living life in style at Sandals Duns River in Jamaica. They're giving you a chance to qualify tomorrow one more time to go to a Sandals Caribbean destination of your choice. Round trip airfare courtesy of American Airlines and limited dining. The whole deal. Turquoise waters. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful down there. Is it turquoise or turquoise? Does it matter? I don't think so. Call to qualify when you hear the sounder at 404-231-1680 between 6 and 10 tomorrow. Do you have the spelling in front of you? Uh, it is. Derek, no, no, no. Derek Thomas, for $5, could you spell turquoise? I think, I believe so, yeah. Go ahead. Let's see. T-U-R. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, he's right. Go ahead. Q-O-I-S-E. Nope. You forgot the U. Oh, it was a U. Oh, idiot. right after the Q? Yeah. You lose, You're out. Oh, son of a- all right, I gave you a chance to win five bucks. They're all out the window. You had your chance, and <laughs> you blew it. Now, had to fi- happen. That $5 is going someplace else. Anyway, you got to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to enter and win. Jeff Francoeur, friend of the show, with some tough words for the Braves. We'll tell you what they are next. Here on your home of the Braves. It's Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Come fly with me. Let's float down to Peru. In Chilini, the fan, 680-937-FM. It's National Kite Flying Day. Come on, What's your favorite song about flying? Our ex-platform question of the day. Going to hear Domino and A.J. Smith Shaver from Braves Fan Fest, as Derek Thomas said during his update. Whenever a guest does join us in person, it's different. But when they join us on the phone, they join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line now. Are you brave enough to take that first step? If you are, consult the fine divorce attorneys at Hobson and Hobson. I'm almost saying now. Well, if you are, that's the place to go, Buck. Somebody just asked me, what's the most, and you're probably not allowed because you don't really have cash, what's the most you've ever played in a squares game? I don't know, 20 bucks? Oh, okay. 50 bucks, maybe. All right. I was asked if I wanted to be in a 250 a square. It's a little too rich for my book. I've done 100. I don't think I'm going to do a 250 a square. Wow, that's cheap. And, and, I mean, think of the breakdowns on that. That is... I got a kid in school. I got a kid who's playing basketball now. Well, good for you because you know what most people would say? I could pay for that kid's school. All I got to do is win. Well, it's a little bit easier said than done. Yeah, there's a flip side of that coin. There's a first quarter winner. There's a halftime winner. There's a third quarter winner. Sure. And then there's a end of game winner. You got four cracks Mm -hmm. for 250 bucks. Well, you got all the best numbers. Didn't you do the research? Yeah, but you don't get to pick your numbers. It's all random. Yeah, this isn't... It's not play the numbers. It's sort of like pin the tail on a donkey. You're blindfolded. You get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit. It's gambling for did, so did many different reasons. Do you really think that you can pick your own numbers? Say again? Do you know how this works? Uh, yes. You don't get to pick your own numbers. Right. The box yeah, gets fills out, and then they randomly... Oh, yeah. I've, I've played okay. for years, yeah. Pretty... Right. I just, the way you... Yeah, I could say, I would like sevens and zeros, please. <laughs> All right, now get the hell out of here. Take one. So uh, Jeff Rancourt was on foul territory on the MLB uh, network with Scott Braun, and he was asked... If the Braves have lacked aggression in the playoffs over the last two years, here's his response. I think you got to have some attitude, man. You got you can't just be, you know, the nice guys and do this. And, and my point to that is Bryce Harper, right? When he came out and did that, and I thought the Braves had a huge chance after game two. I mean, they stole that game. Zach, you know, I mean, they, they were all but down and out. And they came out and absolutely just played fantastic. The last two innings won the game on the big play. And it got to the point that you were just like, man, you got to have something that fires you up. You got to have something that kind of gets you going. And then they showed up there in game three and it just wasn't there. And we talked about it. And I think that he is not out of line for saying it. Whatever. We asked Austin Riley when he won the Silver Slugger and he came on with us. Can you take over that role? Because Jeff Rancourt said, I'll say this about Freddie Freeman. 
Freddie would get on guys. Freddie would ride guys if they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And maybe that's why, to a certain extent, he and Ronald Acuna Jr. butted heads for a while because he wasn't telling Ronald what he wanted to hear. He was telling Ronald what he needed to hear. But with all that, you won one, uh, one World Series. So, I, again, this goes back to the Tony La Russa thing. Are you telling me we have great chemistry because we won and we had great, great chemistry because we won a World Series? Or did you not? But who was the guy that year? That guy was Jock Peterson. You didn't have that guy past couple of years. Tyler Matzik was that guy. Didn't have that guy. I, I guess my thing is I'm not sure that's how you win a baseball game on a given day. When you don't win, though, these are the questions yeah, absolutely. that are put forth. Who's right. going to grab the bull by the horns? Do you have that guy? Because even Bryce Harper, you know what happened in the next round? They lost to Arizona. Lost. So that only goes so far. Yeah, and who was Arizona's big Look at me. Yeah, I can't answer that. You couldn't answer that. don't know enough about the Diamondbacks. Well, you know why? Because then they lost the World Series. Yeah. And then you go, well, they must not have had a good one anyway. But you have a guy like Chris Sale now, and Austin Riley, can he be that guy? Frank Gore thinks he can be that guy. He talked about it during that conversation. Austin Riley thinks he can be that guy. That's not just something you flip a switch on. You become that guy over time. Because remember Freddie when he first started? I'm... We had he, him on. He wasn't the guy that he was Nick, when he went and signed with Los Angeles. Nick, we had him on when he signed his first big deal here. He said, I'm not a leader. I want to play baseball. You either grow into it or you don't. Or you just be a guy who just plays baseball. And uh, I'm just not sure that that wins you any game on a given day, Listen, even nothing, in October. Nothing guarantees you anything, but you, you probably need some attitude. You need somebody to say, okay, that's enough. What if you're on a team where you don't have to say that a lot? What if you're on a team where there's not a lot? And during the season, you didn't really have a lot of adversity. But the problem is when when your shortstop's kind of standing there and Bryce Harper does what he did a couple of times, somebody's got to do something there. Well, you know what I think. And Chris Sale, do you think he's going to let Bryce Harper, if that situation comes up again, or if he was pitching last year, do you think he would have let let Bryce Harper get away with that? No, you keep saying no because you're right. You didn't even let me finish. I think everybody agrees. No. He's getting hit. I'm not a headhunter. I keep saying it. I'm not a headhunter guy, but I do believe that pitchers who can't really talk a lot because they pitch every fifth day or they're bullpen guys and they're a little bit strange and they're, you know, there's a stretch of a week where they don't get in. Why is that guy talking? Why is he a leader? But I think pitchers sometimes can speak on the mound and it's dusting a guy. It's knocking a guy on his ass who needs to get knocked on his ass. And Sale may do that at times over the course of the year just to plant that seed. Oh, it'd be nice if, you know, you know, what is it we say? What do you leave? What did you do to pay it forward? You left an attitude of uh, don't take nothing from nobody. I do think that's the one thing, and it's not a knock at the pitchers here. The one thing I think that has been missing as much as anything else is when does somebody get dusted? When does somebody pay a price, whether it's Ronald Acuna in Miami, whether it's Ronald Acuna getting hit by somebody else, whether it's an extra, extra pimp? Um, oh, Pete Alonso, throw it again. He got hit the next game and broke no his wrist. Doubt. So they did throw inside that time. They didn't mean to hurt him, right. but they did mean to send a message, and they did. Felt pretty good about that. Not the, not the broken wrist. I don't root for that. And, and Braves fans caught flack. They didn't know he broke his wrist. No, I know. They, they were cheering they were because he got hit. Because, they were just happy because it, it... I was at that game. It probably felt like a lot of people felt good. We're about to shove it up somebody's now instead of taking one. We did. I think we've taken more punches than we've given in terms of pimp attitude, Harper. We don't pitch inside. We've never really been a group that pitches inside. I'd like to see some guys not own the batter's box. And I'd like to think with some of these power arms that Alex Anthopoulos has acquired, there's, there's going to be some of that this year coming out of the bullpen, some of that attitude. Bring them in. You know what your job is today? 
Knock him down. Does my job to paint the corner? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Knock him down. It's not your job in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, by the way, this Smith Schauber fellow who we're going to hear from, yeah. boy, has he got a baby face. It's probably because he is a baby. But boy, does he have a baby. And much like Charlie Culberson, who was in with us earlier, can A.J. Smith-Shaver pitch his way onto the big league roster? As Domino said, uh, the baby face does talk to Chris Domino, and you'll hear the Braves fast conversation next. Here on your home of the Braves, it's Domino and Cellini, the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 